Well, we're going to start in Acts chapter 2, so if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to Acts chapter 2. And we'll jump down to verse 47 of Acts chapter 2. I just, I haven't been able to get out of Acts. And then I haven't been able to get out of Acts chapter 2. <laughs> I've been sort of stuck here. But the Lord is really helping me, and I hope it can be an encouragement to you tonight. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, and as I have learned from my senior pastor, we're jumping to part B of the verse. Part B of the verse says this, And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. I read this verse and it popped out at me. What a blessed sentence. Amen? And the Lord added to the church. I've been in Acts chapter 2, as I said, and I'm coming to the end of it, and I couldn't help but think about the Lord and our church. The Lord and our church. Here at Living Word. The Lord and the church. I know our, our church has been praying to be productive to win souls. Amen, saints? We've been praying to be productive to win souls. Souls to be established in the Lord? Yes. Souls to be established in the church? Yes. And souls to be established in our church. Amen, saints? This is a prayer for us, and I believe the Holy Spirit has uh, encouraged me to share this message tonight. It's, it's a message about church. Tonight we're going to talk about church. I get it. As soon as I said that, some of you may have already turned, tuned me out. Don't tune me out yet. Don't run away yet. We're talking about church. I'm going to encourage you on church tonight. Don't be discouraged. Don't be bummed out. You're going to be edified, I promise. You know, over the years, this congregation has been really encouraged to attend church, amen? Strongly, church, 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 amen? It could be, a, it could be something that this church, you could say, is passionate about. Saints, that's not a problem. It's okay to be encouraged about church. Don't shut, don't shut, don't shut the Lord down tonight, because we're talking about church. Be encouraged. You know, some of us sometimes church can be seem like a job. Sometimes it seems like oh, I have to get ready for church. I have to get up. I have to get dressed. I have to leave a place of comfort, leave a place of warmth, go to a place maybe maybe. If you're not familiar with church, go to a place that you're unfamiliar with or unaccustomed to, or maybe if you've been coming for 40 years, a place you're really accustomed to, and you know exactly what's going to happen. You can almost strip it out, right? It becomes almost like a religious act sometimes. As we've, if you've been to the Living Word Academy recently on a Saturday or Tuesday night, it's like a tradition. <laughs> tradition. It becomes like a tradition, and it just carries on like a tradition. Well, maybe I can encourage you tonight, encourage you that to think differently if, you, if you've been saved for a while and you've been in a, in a little rut about church, and church has become, I'll come when I can. I don't feel like coming tonight, so I'm not going tonight. Oh, who's preaching tonight? I'll listen to him online. You know, we, we, we've noticed that on our online uh, 
uh, service here. Church is available to those who need it, which is excellent. As the pastor shared, if you're sick or not feeling well, stay home. But you can still participate in church by watching online. But we notice something, that people tend to tune in about halfway through. Or tune out about halfway through. Sometimes they miss worship. Sometimes they only stay for worship. You know, church is worship. Church is praise. We'll see tonight church is fellowship. Church is, is koinonia. It's fellowship and spirit to spirit with the word. If you're not having koinonia tonight, are you at church? What's wrong? Is it the Lord that's the problem? Amen? Church is a gathering of people who are called out from the world to be together, to be unified in spirit. And we notice that when people are online, you can miss out on part of church. There's nothing like coming to church and participating. So I don't want to change your mind. I want to encourage you. If I wanted to change your mind, I would have had Sister Eden come up here and dance around like she does at the play. She's very good at changing minds. If you haven't been to the play yet, I want to encourage you to go to the play. You see it really struck a chord with me. But Sister Eden, I won't have you come up here. Maybe some words will keep you in the, in the baptismal, though, and you can pop out every now and then. If you don't, if, again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're lost. But we have two more plays, Thursday night and Saturday night. Go to them. So let's carry on. Can I encourage you tonight about church? The word church, as I mentioned, is the called out ones assembled. People who are called out from this world. Called out from a, a life of sin. Called out from a life of bondage. Called out from a life of loneliness. Called out from a life of, I need more to my life. Something's missing in my life. Those people are called out to Jesus Christ. And you know what Jesus did? He assembled them together. He assembled them together. The church was established by God, saints. You can turn to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Just a couple of books before Acts. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, it says... And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, thou art, my, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I know there's a lot of meaning, meaning here. I know there's a lot of detail here that I won't get into tonight, but I want to share with you. Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Simon. Reveal what? That Jesus was the Son of God. If you're looking for salvation from the tangible, from the flesh and blood, well, prove to me, show me a sign, oftentimes we'll miss out on God. Oftentimes we'll miss out because it's not the flesh. It's not the flesh and blood that shows us this. It's God in heaven. It's God in heaven who has revealed his son to us, people on earth. God established, we see here that God established and Jesus built. God established the church. God established the church by allowing men to reveal the, the revelation of his son to men. I need a savior. I need a change of life. I need forgiveness of sins. I need a cleansed heart. I need a reawakening. 
I've been slacking. I need to be re-energized in, Je- in, self- in my faith, in my salvation. God says, you know what the answer is? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, are you hungry? Do you need more of your faith? Does your faith seem to be a little slow, lacking? Has it been not what it used to be? Can I encourage you? God says, look to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ says, you know what? I'm going to build. I'm going to build. Upon this, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I will build. I will. God establishes and Jesus builds. This is what we find out in these scriptures, saints. God revealed Jesus Christ to us, and in Jesus Christ you are now placed in a body. Do you realize, saints, that when you come to church, when you come to church, you are acknowledging, as Peter did, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you realize that? When you step into this building and you have faith to get out of your comfortable chair, next Sunday night the Super Bowl is on. We're having a prayer meeting here at church. Do you have faith to, to turn off the TV, to get changed, to get dressed and say, you know what, tonight I'm going to proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I'm going to get up and I'm going to step into church. I'm going to walk into church. This is what Peter did. Jesus acknowledged him. And following Jesus' lead, they began to assemble themselves together. In Acts, we see they began to assemble themselves together when they acknowledged that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Hey, what are you doing here? I'm acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Well, what are you doing here? I'm acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So we're doing the same thing? They began to meet together to talk about Jesus. What has he done for you? How has he changed your life? Really? He's done that for you? I need help. I'm struggling with that. This is church, saints. This is how we grow in Christ. Amen? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. We have a few scriptures in the start of this sermon, but hopefully we'll get through them. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. This is, some say, the Apostle Paul sharing. Hold fast. Who? Christians. Believers. Hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering. For he who had promised is faithful. Who is the confession of our faith? Who is the confession of our faith, saints? Jesus. Amen? Hold fast to your confession. I'm acknowledging Jesus. And let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much so, more, so much more the so as you see the day approaching. Here the Apostle Paul is teaching, hey, you, the individual, you, the singular person, you, hold on to. Hold on to your confession. Hold on to your faith. If you are losing your faith a little bit tonight, can I encourage you with Paul's words? Hold on to your faith. Hold on to it. Grab on to it. If you're, if you're seeing distance, if it seems distant, if the, if the love of God seems a little bit further away from you than it once did, can I encourage you to hold on? Grab on to Jesus. Say his name. 
We talked, as the singer said tonight, there's power in the name of Jesus. Just saying his name can help you. Jesus, help us. Amen? His instruction says, without wavering. Saints, we are the best we can be as Christians when we don't waver in our faith. When we don't say, today I'm serving the Lord, and tomorrow I'm falling in temptation. Today I'm shouting and singing in church. The next day I'm, I'm exhausted and pouting. No, this is not what Jesus wants of us. Jesus wants us unwavering. Put our emotions down. Put our feelings down. Put what we think is best down. You want to know why? Because God establishes and Jesus builds. God establishes and Jesus builds. Jesus can build your faith by saying his name. The confession of our faith is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died for our sins, yet rose again in eternal glory and is now waiting for us. Amen, saints? The next thing Paul instructs, you the individual. The first instruction was you the individual. Don't be unwavering. The next instruction is you the individual. Think about your brother and sister. Think about those around you. Think about other believers. You may be strong in your faith. Brother Ben, I'm good. I go to church all the time. I know what it's about. I'm doing good in the Lord. I'm established. God is building me. I'm going to encourage you, then look around. Look around. Who's hurting? Where is there a need? Where is there a need in the church? Where can you be a help in the church? Where can you help make maybe a weaker wall fortified and strong again? Where is there, where is there something lacking that you can step up and give of your time and need for the Lord? You, the individual, begin to think about, encourage, and stir up godliness in others, those around you, if you're strong in the Lord and you see a friend who's weak, don't separate. Ask them, do you need me to pray for you? Do you, need, do you need encouragement? Come to my house tonight rather than staying home alone. I can be an encouragement with you. Amen, saints? And look what Paul says here further. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I know how this has been interpreted over the years. I've been coming to church a long time. And I know we can use this, this idea of not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, meaning he's talking about people who completely leave church and want to have a, a church on their own or a church unto themselves. I get it. I understand. But you know what? It says, don't forsake the assembling of yourself. Don't forsake it. Why would Paul want to encourage us not to forsake the assemblings of ourselves? Rather, he says, exhort one another. Exhort. Don't miss the assembling of ourselves. You know what the assembling of ourselves is? Church. Paul's encouraging us, don't miss church. Rather, exhort one another. Exhort each other to hold fast to the confession of our faith. Exhort one another to help each other out. Exhort one another to partake in church physical church, exhort one another all the more as the day of the Lord is approaching. You know, it may seem fantastical for some, but Jesus is coming back. There's a limited time we have to serve the Lord, and every day it's shorter and shorter and shorter. Today we're closer to serving the Lord than we were to yesterday, 
and last week. Did I say serving? I meant meeting. Today we're closer to meeting the Lord than we were last week. Saints, the instruction here in the Word of God is as we get closer to meeting the Lord, it might be physically, maybe we're getting older. Maybe you're getting a little older in life. I'm going to encourage you, if you're getting older, all the more. Assemble, exhort, hold fast to the confession of your faith. Maybe it's the Lord's return. While we're getting closer to the Lord's return, all the more, hold fast to the confession of your faith. Many people find themselves very, very oftenly struggling sometimes in their walk with the Lord over a period of time. It's natural. Even when we work in our jobs, our jobs over time become dull. A job that was once exciting and new becomes routine and dull. We hit snooze a few more times in the morning to get to our job. We're just scraping in just in time to punch in. What seemed to be exciting at one point, you were 10 minutes early, and now you're racing down the highway to get there just on time. You know, this happens. Happens with your new car. You buy a new car. Don't touch it. You park 10 miles away from the grocery store so no one parks next to you. And then a few, year, a few winters goes by, and you're like, I don't care. I'm parking this close to the guy next to me, and if he hits me with the door, I don't want to walk in the snow any further than I have to. This is naturally what happens with us. Amen, saints? Very rarely do we just get up and leave the Lord or leave the assembling of ourselves. Amen, saints? Paul's reminding us that oftentimes what happens is we become wavering. We become unsteady in our commitment to Jesus Christ. Our reading the Bible, our prayer life starts to slack off. The friends that we know are godly friends, we, we, we tend to drift from a little bit because, because we know what they'll tell us. So we tend not wanting to hear it. And then we begin to do what? We begin to stop assembling. And then what happens? The confession of our faith grows dim. Jesus becomes a good guy. I love the Lord. But what are you doing for him? Don't challenge me. I love the Lord. Are you saying I don't love the Lord? No, I just ask what you're doing. You know, this is what happens. Amen, saints? I'm not trying to be discouraging or mean. Like I said, I've seen this happen with some of my own friends. So I'm speaking truth to you. Oftentimes they are considering not others. They only consider themselves as Paul instructed us to. They're not stirring up gifts in others. They're not stirring up godliness in others because they're not stirring up godliness in themselves. They're not performing godliness or good works. In lieu of this, Paul says, exhort one another. So I want to do that tonight with us. That word exhort means to call to one side. Hey, come over here. I want to talk to you for a minute. I want to talk to you. I want to encourage you for a moment. I want to strengthen you. In a church, I want to encourage us. I was sharing with my wife, I really feel this might be my first pastoral word that I had from the Lord. Most of my words are just to encourage us, to push us forward, to keep serving Jesus with all of our hearts, because that's what the Lord gives me. But today, to this week, he wanted me to talk to you as a church. I believe it on my heart to summon you together, to pull you over to the side and say, the Lord sees us. The Lord knows what's happening. The Lord's return is coming. As his instructions are, don't assemble less. Assemble more. This is for us tonight, church. I want to encourage you and strengthen you. Church, 
helps maintain your growth in the Lord. Church helps you to grow in the Lord. Church helps you so you can help others. If you're not assembling yourself, if, if you're not maintaining your relationship with the Lord, your assembly's going to fall. And it's going to be harder for you to help others. The Lord added to the church daily. How is he adding to the church daily? Because they were assembling. If you read Acts chapter 2, you, were in, you would see they were assembling. They were in fellowship with each other. When you come to church, you are blessed. Your faith begins to increase. Amen, saints? I want to share with you how much the Godhead has invested in the church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you can turn there if you'd like. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this in verse 20. Now you are the body of Christ, the members individually. Paul is teaching about the body of Christ. Paul reminds us that the body is made up of individuals, but the individuals together consist of one body. Amen, saints? The body of Christ. In verse 18 it says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, so has set the members or each one of them individually, right? Each one of them. In the body, what's the scripture say? Just as he pleased. Amen, saints? And I realize this speaks of members. We each have uh, to do a different thing in the church. I understand this. But wouldn't that, wouldn't that still explain that God for sure places the members in the church? If, if there's a member that needs to fill in for Sunday school, how does God place that member there unless they're a member of the church? God places the members in the body as it pleases him. Amen, saints? If it's in service, God must have placed us here. God must have thought of the need. God must have saw the need. And God stirs the hearts of those who are confessing their faith to fill that need. God is actively involved in the church. God places people in the body as it pleases him. Are you in the body of Christ? If you say yes, I'm going to tell you, God has placed you. God has placed you. Do you think of a church as a place where God has placed you? Do you think of church as a place? Now I'm talking God, the creator of all things, took a moment when you confessed his son, Jesus Christ, and you bowed your knee, and you said, I need a savior. I need help. Lord, show me direction that his blood was covered your sins that you could enter in prayer with Jesus Christ, that whatever wickedness you have done in the past, God said, you know what? I'm going to forgive you. From this day forward, you will be my son. And how am I going to help you, son or daughter? I'm going to establish you with a group of believers. That there you can grow. There you can be fed by words. There you may maintain fellowship in a godly way. There your heart can bloom. And Jesus says, I will build you because my Father has established you. Saints, this is what happens in church. This is the nature of church. Church is there to help us grow. Do you think of church as a time where you grow? I'm going to challenge you on this question. If you don't, that's not church's fault. That's not church's fault. This is why. Don't think of me as church. 
I know Brother Brian doesn't want you to think of him as church. And I know Brother Bob often said, this is not Mazur's church. This is the Lord's church. Do you know what happens, saints, if you find me in sin? Do you leave? No, I get removed. That's how the Lord works. He loves the church. Do you remember when Moses was walking through the desert and was frustrated with the people? They're always complaining. And God said, Moses, speak to the rock for water. What did Moses do? He hit the rock twice. Guess what the people got in their complaints and in their just frustration? Guess what the people got? Exactly what they wanted, water. Guess what happened to Moses? The little act, you can say, Moses, I totally get why you were frustrated. I probably would have done the same thing. Well, if you would have done the same thing, you and Moses would have been seeing the promised land from afar off. He didn't enter in. He didn't enter in. God uses this relationship with him to establish his work. But when there's the church is made up of people, not just men. When there's sin in the church, the church doesn't scatter. You get rid of the sin. Amen, saints? You know, we don't decide all the time where we can go to church. I guess maybe I should take that back. You can decide where you want to go to church. There's no doubt about it. You can say, I go to church here. I go to church there because I feel more comfortable. But you know what? In doing so, you might find you might not be as effective as you could be if you were in a place where God has placed you. It might not be exactly what you looked for. It might not be exactly what you thought it would be. But when God places you where he wants you, you will grow. You will build. If you let God do it, if you start thinking, oh, this could be better. Oh, this needs to be fixed. Oh, that needs to be fixed. You might find yourself in trouble. But if you say, the Lord placed me here, I'm going to attend faithfully. I'm going to attend faithfully to, the, to, the, to what the church has organized, to what the Spirit has led the, the leaders of the church to do. I'm going to be faithful to the Lord in service. The Lord will build you. He will encourage you. I want to share with you a testimony of how I found out the Lord, even recently, the Lord looked at church. I've been ordained as a pastor for less than a year now. During the first part of my, I don't know what the word is, pastorship, um, I worked as a, I, I worked, I worked as a, a job in, in medicine, and, and I found myself having to, the way, the nature of my job was missing church. And there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent. You have to, if this is what your, the, your job is, this is what your job is. And in medicine, as most of you know, it's 24-7, so you have to be available. Well, when I got this new position, I just had it on my own heart to be better for the Lord and trusted the Lord for you guys, for you, honestly. I talked to my wife for the church to be better. I, I want to be more available in case people had questions or wanted to talk I want to be more available to you, and I want to be more available to Brother Brian. And not being here, I wasn't available. So I said, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to take a step in faith and, and talk to my employer, and if, if they can't do it, they can't do it. And if they can help me, they'll help me. And I put it in the Lord's hands. After a conversation with some of my uh, attendings, they were like, Ben, we want to keep you. What do we have to do to keep you? So I said, well, thank you. I have to work a day job. 
I can't work nights and week. Well, I can't work to Saturdays, but I can't work Sundays and nights. And they were like, we'll make it happen. You know what, saints, it came, it was great. It came with a, uh, uh, a salary cut, though. I didn't care. My wife and I have been used to work, living on one income, and we've always tried to live financially stable. So we took it, no big deal. And I didn't think about this until my wife was sharing with me. Uh, down the road, I eventually, I worked some other jobs. I teach at Lemoore, and I do some other things. Those don't interfere with church, so I just kept them going. Over time, I realized, that my wife said to me, do you realize what happened? And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, since that time, when I left that job and said, I'm going to devote my time to the church, for the church, and the Lord, I want to be available to your church. You know what happened? My main employer came back and said, here's your salary, but we're going to bump it up just a little bit. I go, oh, thank you. A little bit of a raise at the turn of the year. They weren't going to do that. Out of the blue, they were like, we're just going to do this for you. My other jobs I had gave me, gave me raises. You know, by the time I had done with it, I was matching what I was making before. Isn't that amazing? And it wasn't, I didn't need the money. I wasn't praying for the money. And I want to share with you tonight, it's not about the money. This is what the Lord did because it was money. It's something I gave up. But you know what hit me as I started this? When you love what the Lord loves, he'll take care of you. I said, I'm going to love the church, Lord. I didn't even say I'm going to love the Lord. I'm going to devote myself to the church to be available for them. Because Brother Brian had put trust in me. Brother Bob had put trust in me. The Lord had put trust in me. I'm going to do my best for those brothers. I'm going to do my best for the Lord. Not even thinking about it. My wife had to tell me. You realize what the Lord did? I was like, Jesus, wow. I didn't even realize. Thank you so much. You know, what a blessing it is. And it hit me, saints. The church is important to the Lord. The church is important to the Lord. When you're discouraged, don't run from the church. The church, there'll be a brother or sister in church who can help you, who can strengthen you. When you hear a word maybe from me that you don't like, not showing up in church doesn't hurt me. I get the word from the Lord. Not showing up in church doesn't hurt me. It hurts you. Don't hurt yourself by not assembling. Don't hurt yourself by not being faithful to the Lord. Look at what the Lord did. Can you use my testimony as an example? Don't look at the money part of it. Look at what you're struggling with. Maybe you need some faith built up. I want to encourage you. Love what the Lord loves. The Lord loves his church. Be part of his church. And that's chapter 2, verse 46. It says this, And so continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church those who were being saved. Saints, look at this picture of the church. What a blessed picture of the church. Doesn't it just bring a, a sense of peace to you? Look at these words, continuing daily with one accord. Breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity. Saints, look at what they were having. They were going with one accord. They were together. They were having, it's the Greek word koinonia. It speaks of having fellowship in spirit, one with another. It's not soulish fellowship. It's not having, hey, we're having a birthday party, come on over. Hey, we're, we're watching the game, come on over. No, it was, hey, what's the Lord been showing you? What's the Lord been doing for you? 
Hey, brother, I'm struggling in this area. Can you help me with this? Hey, sister, I I need prayer in this area of my life. Can you come over and pray with me? This is what they were doing. The Lord loved it. The Holy Spirit was moving. They were confessing faults. They were encouraging. They were laying hands on the sick. Look at Acts chapter 3. We read it tonight in the song. Brother Isaac, things were happening. Why? Because they were in the Spirit. They were fellowshipping with one another. They were eating with one another. Oh, I see each other too much, Lord. Ben, I see these people too much. I just need some time to myself. You can take time to yourself. But no, you might not be as effective in the Lord when you do. When you're not, you, you might not be as effective. You might not hear the Lord like you should when you're eating with your brother and breaking bread with your brother and you're opening your homes for your brothers and sisters and you're sharing the word of God and the Bible's open. What a blessed, oh, the Holy Spirit. I could just was so excited. The Holy Spirit was probably bubbling in that time, going back and forth. Who, I'm going to help this person. We're going to help this person. Lay hands on that person. I'm going to encourage you over here. They were happy. They were fellowshipping. They weren't in the flesh. They were in the spirits. They weren't concerned about their, it says they ate with gladness and simplicity. They weren't concerned about their food and where it came from, how much the steak cost. Hey, is this, is this, is this a good steak or is this the low-end steak? They just ate it. They were happy. They prayed, the Lord, thank you for this food. Let's eat together. Tell me about your day, Peter. Tell me about your day, John. What has the Lord been doing? Thousands are getting saved. Thousands are getting saved, saints. They were so happy just to be in the Lord. They were so happy to assemble themselves together. It says they were praising God. What a picture this is. Isn't it amazing? I want to ask you anything. Was there any room for displeasure in this picture? Was there any room for frustration in this picture? When there are saints having koinonia, when people's Bibles are open on their kitchen tables, when text messages aren't dirty jokes, they're, hey, did you read this scripture? Hey, I'll see you tonight at my house. We'll talk about the Lord. We'll have a cup of coffee. Hey, I need prayer. Can you come over and have some brothers lay hands on me? Or the sisters lay hands on me? What a, what a touching moment it was. The Holy Spirit was bubbling. He was so excited working in these saints. Saints, the Lord wants it for our church. Is this church any different? Was the early church any different than our church? Is the Lord any different? Is the koinonia of the Spirit any different? When you open your Bible, is it any different back then when they had the Word of God? It says they spoke of the apostles' doctrine. What was the doctrine the apostles had? Jesus. Hey, Peter, do you remember what Jesus said? I can't remember. Yeah, he said temptation will come. He said frustrations will come. But those who call upon my name will be saved. Oh, that's right. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. We need to be saved. This is what they were doing, saints. They were telling each other. They were reminding each other. Church hadn't lost its luster. Church hadn't lost its excitement. Church hadn't become religious. I'll go three times a week, but don't get me to go four. Is that for, are you saying that's the Lord? Are you saying that's, when you meet the Lord someday, it says every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. Even the proudest man, it's not going to take an angel to whip him in the back of the knees to make him fall. When they see the Lord, they're going to fall. Saints, we can do the Lord two nights, three nights, four nights, whatever he desires of us, amen? 
Do we come to a church now expecting, expecting? Or do we come to church now, hey, Brother Ben, move me. Make me feel something or I'm going to sit here. Make me feel anything or I'll just sit here. Brother Brian shared on Sunday morning, don't have that heart towards God. Don't have that heart. Convince me to buy. Convince me to buy into you. Go ahead, God, I'm waiting. Let's not treat Jesus like this. Amen, saints? It says they were receiving the word with gladness. They were baptizing believers. They were having fellowship, growth by going out and going together. They were coming to the house of God, praising him. And finally, they were waiting for him to add the increase. God establishes the church. Jesus builds the church. What are we to do, saints? We are to be unwavering in our faith. I want to encourage you tonight. Be unwavering in your faith. Encourage others to be faithful. Encourage others to be faithful. Come to church as much as you can. Have fellowship in the word of God as much as you can. There's no concerns of political or financial landscape. It says the church had need of nothing because everyone gave of themselves. They did not think of their possessions as their own. Brother, you need a coat? I got a coat for you. Sister, you need, you need new clothes? I have new clothes for you. Saints, I pray it's on my heart that we win souls to Jesus Christ. We're going to have new souls coming in. Our job is not to fight over them. Our job is not to dote over them. Our job is not to, to, to crush them. Our job is to love them. Our job is to help them grow into Jesus Christ. They'll learn. They'll see how it goes. We don't have to make them do what we have to do. Let the Lord work on them. Our job is to be unwavering in our faith. Our job is to encourage each other in our faith. Our job is to show up for church, to have fellowship with each other. Is this too radical? Is it too strange for us? Is it too strong of a word? I hope not. You know, the Bible speaks of the church as Jesus' bride. Are we being a faithful bride? As on a wedding day, you know, in our world today, the expected bride, and I don't think it's a bad thing to a certain extent, but she thinks about herself, how I look, how my hair is, how my dress is, who, who I invited, who I didn't invite. On a naturally speaking, it's great the bride looks beautiful for her husband, amen? She can dress up and be ordained in a beautiful apparel for that day in front of her family and friends, her commitment to her husband. That's great. But I want to share with you, saints, an earthly wedding is not what God is expecting of his church. We are the bride of Christ. He has a, he has a mind a church who would submit to him and to his teaching, Jesus Christ. Do you recall the scriptures in Ephesians chapter 6? Wives, can I change that with bride? And if we are the bride, can I, say, can I change that to church? Can I say have some poetic justice? Church, submit yourselves as unto your own bridegroom. Submit yourselves as unto your own bridegroom, the Lord. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also the wives submit to their husbands and everything. God had a mind a church that would submit to his God's will, to Jesus' will. It also says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church 
and gave himself for it. The church, individuals, collectively. You know what, saints, I said earlier, were individuals. We're called out individually to assemble together. Individually, if we're doing this, the church will be doing this. If you're doing it on your own, the church will be doing it on your own. If you submit to God's will in your life, the church will begin to submit to God's will in your life. If your faith begins to be, becomes unwavering, the church's faith will become unwavering. Do you see how it works? What a call we have as a church. Paul's reminding us, be the faithful bride. It's not about us. It's not about us being too tired. It's not about us saying, I'll give you this much, Lord, but give me this day. We can't bargain with the Lord like that. He gave us his whole life. Everything the Lord did was for us. Can we, in 30, 40, 50 years, 50 years, just give everything that we have to the Lord? Is it too much? I hope not. Wouldn't the bridegroom be disappointed if his bride was nonchalant about her marriage, showed up late, missed the engagement party, didn't care about certain things, I'll come when I want to? How would the bridegroom feel? Wouldn't he be disappointed? Wouldn't he start to think that I made the wrong choice? We don't want the Lord to say that about our church. We don't want this church's candlestick to go out. Amen, saints? We want the Lord to be blessed with us, anticipating us, wanting to meet us, wanting to take us to glory together. Amen, saints? So I wanted to add this word tonight to us. We want souls to be added to the church daily. Amen? The first thing I noticed about this scripture that we started with, it says the Lord added the souls. I pray the Lord add the souls. The first starts off with and the Lord added. That implies we have to do our part. The early church was doing their part. We see the Lord takes care of the adding. Saints, don't worry about adding to the church. The Lord will take care of the adding. The Lord will take care of the needs of the church. The Lord will take care of what this church needs, living word church. You may say, but Brother Ben, the church is lacking in this area. The church is lacking in that area. I want you to know Jesus knows that. And Jesus will add as you stay faithful. You may say our church is changing. I don't know if I like it. Well, I want you to know the Lord sees that. The Lord will add to it as you stay faithful, especially as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Don't go away. Don't separate yourself. Don't stop attending. Don't stop participating. This is not what Jesus had of you. I want to remind you again, who are you hurting in this situation? Only yourself. Adding souls, the Lord can do it. Adding the Holy Spirit, the Lord will let it rain. Adding proper teaching, the Lord will help the pastor. Adding boldness, Lord, give us strength. Adding life to your, to your life, spiritual life, the Lord can reveal himself to you more and more each day. Adding unwavering faith, Lord, let your spirit pour out on us. The adding, the Lord does the adding. And let me remind you, saints, I think the Lord does a really good job at adding. He knows exactly what we need. Let him do the adding. We are to remain faithful. That's the word on my heart tonight, saints, for this church. So as your new associate pastor, can I say that? I pray, and frankly, I want to see the Lord use us as a church. I want the Lord to be proud of us. You, 
you guys. I want the Lord, when he sees you someday out here, or you're watching on TV, or if you haven't made a commitment to the Lord, I want the Lord to see you. I tell you, nothing would make me happier, nothing would make my wife happier than watching you meet the Lord. If I could stand behind all of you and hear him say, well done. That's going to be incredible. That's going to be offering. Oh, awesome, saints. I want to see the Lord use you. And I want to encourage you. Let's not make church about us. Let's make it about each other. And most importantly, let's make it about the Lord. Come to church three nights a week. Enjoy the home fellowships. Enjoy them. We're, we're, we're starting to have monthly corporate prayer. Take advantage of the corporate prayer this church will have. What can the Lord do with this? How will the church move? Let's not be slack with the Lord because he wasn't slack with us. So saints, I hope you can take those words. I hope it challenges you a little bit, but it only challenges because I love you. I care for you. And I want this church to grow. Watching the early church, read Acts chapter 2. That can be us. But we have a job to do. The Lord will add. The Lord will take care of the needs. Don't worry about them. You worry about being unwavering and helping each other out. So Lord, help us. Help us as a church. Well, Lord, we're a, we're a group. Living Word Church, Lord. You established us years ago through Brother Bob, Lord. We believe you want more of us. Lord, we want to give you our hearts. We want to give you our souls, Lord. We believe in, the, in your word of God, Father. We believe that you will add the increase. But you require of us. You require a faithful servant, a faithful bride. Unwavering, Lord. I want to ask you tonight, Lord, you give us that faith. Give us that faith to be unwavering. If there are people who are hungry for you tonight, Lord, give them. Just fill their bellies up with your love. Let them feel tonight that you love them, that you care for them, that you will take care of them, that you see their need. But they have a job to do, and that is to love the church, to be faithful to the church, because that is your bride. And someday you will come back and take your church to glory with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Saints, we love you tonight. Have a safe drive home, and I pray the Lord continues to work in your heart. In Jesus' name. Amen.